Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Speak your mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, suck. here we go. Where's the outrage? I want outrage. The Eddie Scazzeri, the Al Dukes. Yeah, we'll get to the Mets. Yeah, we'll get to the Yankees. Both teams and Mets suck. I want to know if it's true or not. This is what I want to know. Not on your show sheet. I don't even know if it's top of your mind. All right. How come the front page of the New York Post, the New York Times, the New York Daily News, leading all the news shows is not talking about an alien sighting in Vegas, Al. I don't, because people don't care anymore. Here it was, all the way down. I've made 30 stories. Yeah. Las Vegas police spot suspected UFO and residents claim to see aliens. Yeah. 911 call. People terrified. 10-foot beings in their backyard. Video of some weird flashing lights. All right. Seen for miles and miles. And nothing. No, people aren't interested anymore. It's the weirdest thing. I, I don't know what to tell you. Other than, like I said, uh, when we were shooting down, remember the, the president came out and said we shot down mm-hmm. UFOs? Yep. And I asked Eddie about it, and Eddie was like, yeah, I saw something. I didn't. Yeah, I saw uh, something. I saw huh. something. It, wasn't, it wouldn't even Listen interest Eddie enough to, to read into it. Listen, body cam footage from the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department captured a suspected UFO soaring across the night sky before a nearby resident called in a report. 100% not human, he says. It's yes. in my backyard. 30 minutes later, another man who lives 80 miles away, a chilling 911 call, said something that's not human. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, no, this, I'll wait. you have to wait to, for it to be on Joe Rogan's podcast. Nothing. That's when it'll get covered. Quote, there's like an eight, an eight foot being beside it and another one inside something. And it's got big eyes and it's staring. I know what it is. Bigfoot. It's not Bigfoot. Bigfoot lives in the woods. Also, probably not an alien. So, how about those Mets? Well, listen. The, well, there, there, there was a a guy with high military clearance dealing in UFOs 
on the news talking about UFOs. And no one cares. Barely, barely covered. No one believes them. Well, it gets covered on things like Joe Rogan's podcast, which has the most listeners to anything aye, ever. Aye, aye. So we'll get covered, just not the main... Sh- I call them the lamestream media, Jerry. I'd put that right on the front page. Well, I feel like we just covered it. It's covered. So now this also gives me something to do this afternoon. Yeah, I'll be perfect. Lo- I'll be looking for videos of this. Well, you'll have to look hard. It's out there. You I just got to Google it. Well, I now because if I look this stuff up on YouTube all day long, it'll just show up on my YouTube front page. Well, sure. Because I'm in the you, algorithms. Once you start searching it, correct. Yep. Exactly. I am in the UFO algorithms, and I'm not upset about that one bit. Yikes. How about those Mets? Jerry, How the about Mets. those Mets? You know what I decided? To, now, I, in looking at other baseball news, and I will relate this to the Mets, I saw that uh, Dave Roberts, the L.A. Dodgers manager, is uh, sending Noah Syndergaard to the I.L. for... A couple of weeks mm-hmm. because find himself. Yeah, he needs he needs uh, what Dave Roberts called a reset. Yeah, I think we need to do that with Justin Verlander. He just got here and Max Scherzer reset but time. They just got back from being injured. I know we need to sit him down. No, not put for him for in four, timeout. No, I'm sorry, not for forty million dollars. No, each. Nope. 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 Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. I mean, I do. No, this was my kind of game last night. Slugfest, we call it. Yeah. 13 10, 23 runs scored. Can't lose this game. You can't lose this game. The Mets were going back and forth, and then they lose. Awful. And they got the four run lead in the sixth inning for God. They're up 10. First of all, Verlander, who hasn't been terrible, let's be fair. I mean, he's had a couple of decent starts, but last night he pitched three innings, not three plus. He didn't start the fourth, he pitched three innings. How many pitches he had in three innings? How many? 82. 82 in three innings? That's 82 should get you through seven. Yes. Or six at the least. Not three. Uh, he w- Oh, he was awful. He was just off. four. Walk four guys in three innings, seven. Ugh. Terrible. Well, he walked in a run. I you know. Were, you were supposed to be a top of the league pitcher. Uh, yeah. For what he's making, one of the best. And just, right now, he is average at best. And last night, he sucked. I'd rather you groove it in there. Uh, then walk a guy in. Right. Pitch to contact, as we say. Pitch to contact. Let's go. Be like, listen, I know I got three balls on you, and the bases are loaded. I got nowhere to put you. This one's coming right down the plate. Walks are the worst. They're boring to watch. Slows the game down. Ugh. I hate a walk, and I hate an infield single. Well, it depends on the infield a single. Like it a depends. dribbler down the third. Yes, those that. suck. But when you get, like... A ground ball, and you got your lead off. Like you got Ricky Henderson beating out a routine ground ball. Exciting. Yeah. No, that you're right. That's right. I agree with you though. The uh, the swinging bunt stinks. Yeah, the swinging bunt. I like a good drag bunt. I don't mind the drag bunt. Rarely see it anymore though. You do not see it often at all. Guys can't do it or a, don't or like not to do it. A lefty drag button down. That yeah. is a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. Yes. It yeah. Is. So uh, the Mets loss was a 13-10-10 innings. We had uh, David Robertson gave up a home run to tie the game. two outs. Two outs, oh. tied the game at 10. And then Ozzie Albies hits a walk-off home, home run off of Tommy Hunter. Ah, yeah. How about Tommy that? Hunter. And it's funny because I said to you yesterday, how many games have the Mets, you know, really needed Edwin Diaz this year? Because they haven't been a good team. Good point. Well, last night they could have used him. Yes. Last this was when we could have used him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, this also had, as you said, a slugfest feel to it, obviously, when there are 23 runs scored. But you felt like the last team that hit was going to win. Yes. That's just the way it just seemed like the other teams couldn't get the other team out. Yeah. I mean, they get swept by the Braves. They get swept by the Blue Jays. Yeah. 
Six straight losses. And now they go to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Oh, Pirates. Who have been good this year. Yeah. You know, not a great team, but they've certainly been better than expected. But Probably sweep the Mets. Would you be shocked? What are the chances they get swept for three straight series? What are the odds on something I wouldn't say the odds are good, but I don't think it's impossible. Of course they could be swept. They're not... They're not doing much of anything well right now. When they hit, they don't pitch. When they pitch, they don't hit. That That's the makings of a bad team. Yeah, it turns out you need both things, Jerry. You need pitchers to pitch. You need hitters to hit. And you need them both to do it in the same game. 100%. And right now, when you're good and things are going well, those things happen. Right now, when all pretty much everyone seems like they're struggling, that's what happens. But look at it. You have, you have Justin Verlander on the mound. Right. You had Brandon Nimmo hit a grand slam. Yeah, early to give him a nice early lead. Francisco Alvarez hit two. Two home runs. Two. And you lost. Yeah, I know. You Sorry lost. About that, what was that, a motor? Uh, I clicked on Google uh, and then an ad came up. It sounded like a motorcycle. Might have been. Might have been. Or it might have been Man. the post. It might have been the commercial on the post from the alien article. Oh. Sorry about that. I'm looking forward to seeing those videos. I don't know the if they have the space that, They don't have the video of the unhuman beings. No. All they have is a flashing light. All right. Well, I'll take that for one. Yeah. Well, you can find flashing lights anywhere you want to look. <laughs> Just Google it. Millions of things will come up. I carry a flashlight when I walk my dog at 3 o'clock in the morning because if she poops and I can't see it, I don't want to be that kind of neighbor. So I flashlight on the poop and I Good scoop for you. it right up. That, you know what? That's very considerate of you. I, don't I, wonder, hope, I wonder how many people who see you think they saw an alien. <laughs> <laughs> it had a very thin neck. A shooting star and owl. No muscles. Perfect. Bald head, very large thin, eyes. Big eyes. Yeah. He actually looks like the dog. <laughs> and it had this weird looking animal with it. Yeah, it was also thin. <laughs> with large eyes. Oh, it's funny. Man, these bad. So in all three games, the Mets had a 4 1 lead. They had four three run leads lead. in all their games. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And they just they can't do anything. Who's pitching tonight? Tyler or McGill? Tyler or McGill, yes, correct. I mean, it doesn't even matter at this point. Dude. Verlander doesn't matter. Uh, Justin Verlander doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. matter. Scherzer doesn't matter. And you're paying matter. these guys to go out. Listen, I understand wins and losses for a starting pitcher is a goofy thing now because yeah. pitchers just don't pitch nine innings anymore. So to me, the win, the win-loss record doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot. To me, it's earn-run average, and it's are you doing your job? Last night, if Justin Verlander goes six innings and gives up three runs, which, by the way, is not great. It's good. It's good. Not be great. better two runs. But the Mets gave you ten. Yeah. You should blow them out in that situation. And instead, you gave it right back. And then some. Max Scherzer the other night. Give me six innings, three runs. You probably win that game, too. Awful. Just off for what they're getting. And, you know, and this is one thing, too. And I know... No one's crying for them. I get it. They're the owners they make. They, they're they rich. But no one seems to give a crap when the owners pay these guys exorbitant amounts of money and they get crap back for their investment. No one cares. Like, if you're Justin Verla, like, if it was you, and I'm not, clearly no one's doing this, but shouldn't they pay him back for something from last yes. night? Instead, you keep cashing these checks. You didn't pitch for two months. Now you come back. You're average at best. In a huge spot, you stink up the joint. 
write him a check. Give him a credit. Do you think they feel? Good God. Do you think they feel weird about? No, I don't. I don't. You don't, nope, you don't, don't. think like no. when players get these, no. and, and we've seen so many of them over Happens the years. Happens all the time. Where guys get these huge deals, they really stink. They laugh all the way to the And bank. those checks keep coming in. No. Guaranteed deals. I do think, and this, and I, I do believe this, I do think a guy like Jacob deGrom genuinely probably feels bad when these checks come in. I mean, you saw him crying the other day. He was crying. I, I, there are athletes that I do think it matters to. Most of them, I don't. No. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. You just get, keep getting those. It's probably direct deposit. And I will say, too, if you're talking about injury, a little different. It's, it is different. And I would like to think with these big contracts, most of these gigantic contracts are insured due to injury. But when you just flat out suck, man. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. You get injured, you're like, that's I'm fine. You got injured on the job. And I'm working through it. Absolutely. And I'm going to rehab and I'm going to be back stronger than ever. No doubt. But when you just suck and those checks come rolling in and you keep cashing them, you got to feel and think a about weird. And think about this baseball of all the sports, guaranteed contracts. Yeah. Football's not. Yeah, it's very I mean, it's weird. insane. Very strange. Now, I know the guaranteed um, signing bonuses. I mean, to his. I know the contracts aren't guaranteed, but, I mean, let's be honest. The guy signs a $150 million contract now in the NFL. Like, 70% of it's guaranteed. So it's not like they get cut, they get nothing. They're getting plenty. But still, just the thought of guaranteed contracts in baseball and not guaranteed contracts in football, where you can, like, die on the field. And and you can make the case, too, you get hit by a fastball in the head. It can happen, too. But... The chances in football far greater of serious injury than in baseball. Yeah, the problem is like we're already too far along with with these contracts and the unions with the the players' unions that you can never get to a incentive. Never laid in. We're uh, way too far. We're way too far. The only way that happens, and this would be music to your ears, yeah, is if the golden goose is killed and the money's not there. That's it. That's the only way you would get to that. And there's no other place to play Major League Baseball. What's the golden goose you're killing? I don't know, to be quite honest. I don't know if it's cable revenue. I don't know if it's advertising revenue. If it's internet revenue, streams, I don't know. But if somehow, some way, the owners of the league was able to say, here's a hard line. This is the amount of money we've lost. We don't have the money to pay you guys anymore. So it's either this or there's no Major League Baseball. That's it. There's no other way. Because instead you'll have, you know, a two-year strike or a lockout. They go play in Japan, I suppose, or they could, st- or these athletes, which we've heard before, can put their money where their mouth is and start their own league, which they've all threatened to do. Yet no one does. You know why? Tremendous risk, live, huge risk. Live baseball. Live baseball. Yes, and that might become a very real thing. Live from Saudi Arabia, or here in the United States, like most of the golf events are here. Live from the United States. Right. Exactly. Paid for by Saudi Arabian princes. Did you hear, just because you brought it up, yeah. did you hear the Jimmy Dunn audio? Jimmy Dunn is this a fella who's on the board, the PGA board? Correct. Now, he lost uh, dozens of very close friends or colleagues Okay. in 9-11. And so, you know, you still got the reaction going on. We heard from Rory McIlroy yesterday, which was really on Wednesday, but we played the audio yesterday. And so now we hear from Jimmy Dunn. He's the guy who essentially brokered this deal with the PIF, as they say, whatever that is. Hold on, I'm trying to load up the system here right. so I can get it for you. So this was him on Golf Channel yesterday. I'll give you these two. Number one, he's talking about how near and dear 9-11 was to him. 
And so it's still is top of mind. Every day, the first thing I think about is that several times during the day, I think about it. And the last thing I think about at night is that. That has not changed since that day. And so hmm. he says that and then goes into how confident he is with the people he has been working with. I am quite certain, and I have had conversations with a lot of very knowledgeable people, that the people I'm dealing with had nothing to do with it. And if someone can find someone that unequivocally was involved with it, I'll kill him myself. There you go. <laughs> Ooh. Yes. That's putting your money where your mouth is, Jerry. <laughs> you're not kidding. Were you involved in 9-11? Yes, I was. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, stabs him. Yeah. That's a hell of a statement to that say. That is a hell of a statement. So he lost people on 9-11. He's dealing with uh, these uh, live golf uh, people. He says those people were not involved in any way. And if he can prove to him that one of those people he's dealing with was involved in 9-11, he will kill them. Yes, himself. himself. Murder. Right. All right. So... Talking tough, I like it. I would say so. And the story, you know, reading the story, like when I say dozens, he lost a lot of people close to him. So it, and it seemed watching him, he looked like he was about to start crying. Like he looked emotional. Yeah, I, so I don't know. It is weird these things because, like, um, like you can go visit Vietnam now. Like yeah. you could go vacation there. Sure. And meanwhile, we were fighting the Vietnam for years and years and years. Japan attacked us. Well, in Pearl but you were, but you were also fighting for. Some Vietnamese, like the whole idea there was to stop the spread of communism was the North Vietnamese, the South Vietnamese. Yeah, we never got to that in our history class. It was always in the book. How did you not get to that? My stupid history classes <laughs> in Colonia Middle School, the book, I'd look I'd forward in the book what and be like, do? okay. the World War II? They were so slow. We're wow. still in George Washington in May. <laughs> we never got to the Vietnam War. I had to. I had to wait till uh, Oliver Stone kept making Viet, all these Vietnam movies. To That's it. Out. Even in high school, you never covered never got the Vietnam War. They never got to the, the Vietnam Korean War. War. I don't think so. Wow, we that were is always, something. Our history in school was always black and white. All, right, all kidding aside, did yeah. you get to World War Two? I don't and, even remember. And, and Hitler and all that. Yeah, stuff? probably. But that's probably where it ended. Yeah, we did not get to Vietnam. Oh, that's amazing. It that took, really is. It, here's how I learned about Vietnam. Uh, Born on the 4th of July movie mm. about Ron Kovic. Bruce Springsteen talking about the Vietnam War. And uh, these Oliver Stone movies. That's it. That's amazing. really is. And and I will tell you, growing up, my because I love American history. Not that I'm real good at it and I <laughs> know as much as I should. But I did study that for a few years uh, in college. And I, you know, growing up, when I look back, my one complaint about schools, both high school and grand grammar school, was that it was way too much focus on international history as opposed to let's learn about what happened here first. Yes. And then let's find out what happened in Europe. But it's the way it was, that's the way it was written. So I say that just in that uh, we've forgiven Vietnam, obviously, because uh, we're, we're visiting there now. We're getting clothing made in Vietnam. Japan, they attacked us in Pearl Harbor. We don't mm -hmm. think poorly of Japan now, so maybe this is what's going on with Saudi Arabia. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know any history. And as you, as we pointed out the other day too, we're still getting a million barrels of oil a day from yeah. Saudi Arabia. 
Yes. Uh, it's a very complicated issue. It sure is, Jerry. One that at 519, I don't plan on tackling. What? <laughs> I think we could solve this. Put a little more into it. So we'll take a quick break. We'll reset. We'll continue to dig up more evidence on the aliens that are here or not here. I will be Googling that. It's 20 after 5. We got Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Your man, you'll be seeing him again this year, right? The summer, MetLife Stadium. Yeah, last week of uh, August, heading into oh, Labor Day we can't weekend. Can't think about that. That's no. I mean, it's the end of the summer. Let's not think about. Yeah, that I'm, not, right I'm actually now. not thinking about it because of that reason. You should be thinking about John Cougar Mellon Camp right now. Yeah, that's in two, two weeks, weeks away. Two weeks, baby. Trip. How much time are you taking off to prepare for that trip? You're taking Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? No, off? no, no. Friday, uh, but Friday, I'm t- here's what I'm taking. The show. I'm I'm going to Indianapolis on Friday, June 24th. So you're off Thursday. No, I'm working Thursday. Wow. That's right. Well, the 24th so, is a Saturday. So, you're right. So, I'm going to go on Friday. Okay. Returning Monday, but taking Tuesday off. I need a recovery day. I got you. That's all right. You got the days to take. I got them, Jerry. I don't blame I need you. a recovery day. Good for you. Uh, by the way, John Cougar Mellencamp has been playing uh, the Beacon Theater this week. He had oh, four I didn't shows. Know that. Yeah. Huh. I didn't want to go see him there. That, that, I, would have, I would have seen that. Going to Indianapolis is much uh, easier than going to the Beacon Theater here someone in New York. Wrote, someone wrote an article, actually. I'd have to find it, that I saw a couple of days ago at home. There was an article that was written about how incredibly expensive things are in New York. And it's something we've talked about where they said going, I don't know who it was, going and seeing this artist in Texas was cheaper than it was to come see them in New York. Yes. And I forget. I'm going to try and find it during the All next right. break. But yeah, Google it. and we've talked about that many times. Like yeah. going to Indianapolis or going to Florida could be cheaper in some cases than yeah. just coming into Manhattan and buying the tickets here. Plus, you make a thing of it. You make a little, yeah, a little getaway. Tri- a little getaway, I, Jerry. I completely agree. I'll go visit Indiana State University, my alma mater, me and, and Larry just, Bird. And just take a lot of pictures. Just take a lot of pictures, yep. Yeah, you, will you have any before and afters? Um, like, do you have any photos of you at Indiana? Like, is there any proof that you went there? Yeah, oh yeah, I have a bunch of pictures, that, okay. but they're actual, like, uh, you know, from a disposable uh, camera. Right, but you could right. always have them somewhere. reshoot that. Yes. And then have a side-by-side, like, as you're standing in front of the Indiana State Bell. Right. They have a or big whatever. fountain. They have a fountain, a fountain there, Jerry. Do you have a picture in front of the fountain? I do have a picture in front of the fountain. You should do a before and after. All right. You got it, Jerry. Human Al and Alien Al. <laughs> I'm not an alien and do not call an alien sightings when I'm in Indiana. <laughs> That would be funny. <laughs> An alien just got off an airplane. Nope, just Al. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, the Yankees have played two yesterday. You know, this is what I don't like about uh, double headers. When we talk about, uh, it's always a split. You know, I do that whole yeah, I know whole bit, Jerry. 
But what it does is it gives you no feel for, like, the Yankees played two full games yesterday. Correct. And you walk away with no feel. Like, you walk away from the Met game going, that felt terrible. Yeah. The Yankee game, they lose the first game, win the second game. Yeah. Not great pitching in the first game, great pitching in the second game. Yeah, this Vasquez was really good. So you walk out of there going, Well, ah. I think if you walked out of there after the second game, you feel pretty good. Right, that's true. You, Same you, way if the Mets would have won yesterday. They would have felt much better about yeah. themselves going to Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, Luis Severino lost, uh, well, gave up uh, four runs in five innings in the first game. Yep. Uh, called it himself, called it unacceptable. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't his best, that's for sure. And then you're right, Randy Vasquez goes out there, pitches uh, five and two-thirds inning, gives up only two hits. They had, and then it was Marinaccio. Nice. Yeah, like two-hit baseball in the second game. Nice hey. game. Cruised along, a nice little tidy three nothing win. A Marinaccio. Uh, yeah. So no, nah, they they needed to win last night. They could you could not have gotten swept in a doubleheader to the White Sox. The White Sox are okay. They've got talent. They're not a good team. And I know the Yankees. I'll tell you one thing that's interesting is and I know Aaron Judge is obviously the big piece here, but remember this scene in Major League when they're reading the newspaper preview of the Indians mm-hmm. and the guys are like they're reading the names like, who the bleep are these guys? It's the very same feel right now with the Yankees. Yeah. Some guy hit a home run last night. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Billy McKinney. Billy McKinney. Who the hell is that? <laughs> I don't know who that is. Yeah, they just brought him back up. Billy oh, McKinney. Just like I was watching this Marinaccio come up. He's so thin. I'm like, this if this guy had, would have to tell somebody that he's on the Yankees, no one would believe it. I'm sure that it has happened many times yeah, where a 23-year-old kid that was called up shows up to security, and they're like, yeah. who are you? Yeah. Of course that's going to happen. How could it not? Then I saw this uh, pregame, Jerry. I want to know your feelings about this. Uh, okay. You are, first of all, let's not lie to the audience. Yes. You saw a clip of the pregame. I did see a clip there of this. There is no chance that you actually went to yes and put the pregame show on. That I did not. You don't even watch Boomer on Sundays. <laughs> Please. You know I don't watch those uh, pregame shows. I know you don't. I know. Trust me. I'm well aware. So, uh, before the game, Liam Hendricks, the pitcher for the White Sox, I guess he had cancer at some point? He's come back from cancer treatments. He had his first save back the other night. Yes. Oh, that was his... So, he legitimately just got back. Yeah, remember I... Well, no, you don't remember. I'm clearly... uh, Last week, I played the clip of him in his return. He got the standing ovation. Yes. He had been out all season. I guess cancer treatment started in January after he found out in November or October, whatever it was. Yes. So, I saw the Yankees, uh, Brian Cashman, present one of those giant checks... Mm-hmm. To Liam Hendricks. That's great. For standing up to cancer. That's awesome. I'm sorry, Jerry, but I'm a competitor. I don't donate to You're my opponents. <laughs> I donate to my It's team. a very nice thing that they did. It was a very nice gesture. Yes, it was. It was cool to see the guy getting a big check before a game, and he's in the opponent's uni- uniform. I think it's great. I really do. I think yeah, what they nice did, that, that is outstanding. I didn't know he just came back. Yeah, he just came when back. I, I think it was last week. Or the week prior. I don't remember because we, we did play the clip. I don't remember who they played. But he came in, didn't pitch great. But he was like, you know, it was emotional for him to be out there. And his wife was there and, you know, got a great ovation from the crowd, as you can imagine. And what so, kind of yeah. cancer do you have there, Jerry? Oh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Right. Right, right, right. I'm not sure what that means. Isn't that skin cancer, Eddie? Non-lymphoma? Lymph- I do not think it is. It is not? Back. Okay. I don't, but I'm not sure. Okay. What is... Lymphoma cancer. 
Let me get this for you, Jerry. I'll get this right for you. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's uh, cancer of the lymph nodes, the lymphatic Ooh. system. Yeah, that sounds scary. That's the thing that fights off diseases normally. You have cancer there. That's trouble. Very scary stuff. It includes the lymph nodes, the spleen, the thymus gland, and bone marrow. You know who's going through it really bad right now is Shannon Doherty. Yes. From, really bad. And she's uh, battled it. Uh, for years. Yeah, for years. I would say like five years now. Yeah. And there was, I think it was 2020 or 2021. I mean, she did a whole thing on, I forget what news channel it was, where she was basically saying goodbye. It was, oh my, oh my God, it's so sad. Yeah, really awful. Terrible. Look at this Liam Hendricks beating cancer. And then oh, pitching. And, yeah. And coming right back and pitching. Trey Mancini of the Orioles. Is that right? not on the Orioles anymore, but yes. He bat, I think it was, think he had testicular cancer i think yeah i think that's what it was he left and he was gone for half a season maybe even a full season he's come back so i wonder if i would try to come back or i would just give up you'd give up i would right i think you would go on without me i don't like this is very treatable you know it's weird though because you have a you have a fighter's mentality when it's about an argument (laughs) like you (laughs) you like to argue yes but physically you have a very give up nature about you. I don't know the answer I, to that. But right. one question, is Whimsy still alive when yes, this happens? She's still alive. You're giving up. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, you have testicle cancer. I'd be like, okay, that's it. I'll see you guys in the afterlife. It's very treatable, sir. I can't do it. I just can't do it. You have to. You, you have, have to. to. You can't give Live. up. You can't give up. Like, well, what's it going to cost? Because I'm not sure I have great insurance. <laughs> you have $10,000 deductible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would like to think I would fight. I would like to think so, too. But I don't know. But Liam if was, Hendricks fought. If I was real tired, I'd probably quit and give up. <laughs> I'd probably need to take some time off just to... Just to do to, what? Rest more? <laughs> <laughs> to rest more. <laughs> to get ready to fight cancer. All right, I'm going to... So since we were talking about Liam Hendricks... Yeah. And we were talking about these players, only a few. Yankee or White Sox? Okay. Ooh, right. I like this game. Yankee or White Sox? Jimmy Cordero. Cordero. That's a Yankee. That is a Yankee. That's Good for you. About, Very Dave. well done. Look at that. One for Woo-hoo. one for Al. Uh, Yankee or White Sox? Eloy Jimenez. White Sox. Yes. Oh, my God. You are a baseball savant. Jerry, I uh, I know all about. Here's what I do know. I know all about the New York Yankees. Albert Abreu. Yankee. Yes. Holy cow. What are we doing here? Oh, right. yeah. I think you've just proven yourself yes. that you are what they would call a Yankee lifer. Yes. Like you just, you know baseball. I'll give you one more. I'll say, yeah. Uh, Sebi Savala. Oh, he's a White Sox. Yes. He hit the home homers. runs the other night. That's two exactly homers. right. Why do they say idiot savant? Uh, probably because you know things you probably shouldn't know. Because that sounds insulting. Yeah, I don't know. Meanwhile, it's it seems kinda like. like um, Rain Man? Yeah. He was an idiot savant. That's just a, like, a sort rude. of like really good at the one thing. Yeah. But like the rest of life kind of, you know, clueless or awkward. Well, I guess I'm good. I'm not really good at anything. <laughs> but why call them an idiot? I don't that's know. That's just so rude in this day and age. <laughs> yes. like, you're an idiot. Well, I think that's an older term that's yeah. probably not. We got to get that changed. Anymore. Yeah. I haven't really heard that term. <laughs> In a long time, so you just brought <laughs> it up. Either. <laughs> From one thinking, idiot to the next. <laughs> I was just thinking, it's just so, that's a rude thing Yeah, it to is. Say. I, yes, it is. It's very you, demeaning. You know, I've been watching a lot of uh, videos about, uh, th- from this African gray parrot. You're still thinking about this? Very much like Rain Man. 
Okay. Exactly. Right? Also very right. much going to live a lot longer than you will. Yeah. And, and, you know, we used to call Minko an update savant. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you call him a savant for an update? Update savant. Because he was good at it? I would. Now, I could be wrong about this. I would say when he went off script, he struggled to oh, speak. Okay. Or when he was on script. When he left the studio after the update was over, he (laughs) kind of struggled with life. (laughs) But uh, during the update, nailed it. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. (laughs) A savant. A savant. Some of the uh, ad libs are legendary, though. Especially when you would put him in a a spot. And I've been in this spot too now, where when he was doing St. John's or when he was doing uh, Army or whatever. And Mike or Chris or whoever it would be, they would ask him tough questions. <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, I, I couldn't get a sentence out. And yeah, I get it. You don't want to say the wrong thing. Right. You know, some things are obvious. You don't want to say them. Right. You have to be very measured yes, you when do. you're put on the spot by certain guys. Because they can take that paycheck away from you very yes. quickly. There's about 9,000 other people that want that job. Right. So, all right, quick break, 538. We are more than halfway home. We'll come back. We got more to do. And then Boomer and Geo on a fun summer Friday on The Fan. Oh, look at that. I'm listening to David Lee Roth, and I'm seeing him on your shirt as well. How about you? Spike hooked me up with this uh, this website that sells cool shirts. So I bought this David nice. Lee Roth one. Very good. Yeah. I like it. It's got to be weird to have a guy who hates you on your chest. I don't know if he even remembers who I am, so I don't mm. think he hates me. Well, let's show him a picture of you and see what he thinks. I think I had hair back then. <laughs> oh, then you might be good. And <laughs> no glasses. I may be able to get away with that right hair, now. Hair, no glasses. Hair and no glasses. <laughs> Some look. Uh, Jerry, a couple, I enjoyed this um, reference by uh, Wink Martindale. Who's he? The uh, Giants defensive defensive coordinator. He was talking about uh, Deontay Banks, uh, the fellow they drafted, and he said... uh, What do you think? You think we have any of this? Deontay Banks, him talking about Deontay Banks? No chance. We do have Wink. Oh. We have Wink. Look at this. You want to play it? No, I didn't say we have that. Oh. I just said we have some Wink. Okay. Well, he said uh, to getting Deontay Banks in the draft was, quote, like winning a scratch-off ticket. You big scratch-off guy, Jerry? No, and I've, I've told you this. What happened? When I used to work at the liquor store yeah. in Homedale, New Jersey. Right. Me and my pal Eddie at the time had this wonderful idea. Let's start scratching them off until we win big. So grab that because you had a big roll of scratch-off yeah. tickets that you would sell. New we figured we'll pay for it at the end when we win. When you win big. About 70 tickets later. <laughs> We owed a lot of money. <laughs> so ever since that day, yeah. now I could make up a story and say, and then the next person came in and won $4,000. They didn't. But the next person that did buy the next ticket did win $25. So it would have cut your losses a little bit. We won nothing more than 2 bucks, Yeah. And they were $2 tickets. And we won. I think we scratched off. I think it was like $150 we spent. And we split it. And we lost. Yeah, All of them. I don't like scratch-offs. Although my grandmother, may she rest in peace, Jerry, she passed many a year ago, but she, over the years, now I don't know how many scratch-off tickets she bought in her life. She used to go, like, all the time. A lot. But she won, I think, $20,000 one time. How about that? $10,000 one time. So she did win win big on those scratch-off tickets, but... So she probably bought even. 
she did probably break even probably. on her scratch off tickets. At the end of the day, probably, yeah. But some people love the scratches, yes, scratch offs. Yeah. It's it, a big deal. It was really weird to see in people that that um have money looking for more money? No, the opposite. People that appear to have no money spending money on scratch offs. Well, a lot of people spend money on scratch offs. So when I was as another example, when I was there, there was a diner owner. Now the place was nearby. And he had more money than God, and everybody knew it. And he would come in and spend on pick threes, pick fours, and then the pick six and the scratch-offs. I would say conservatively was spending $500 a week on lottery tickets. Easy. Yeah, I think with the scratch-offs, it must give you some sort of high. Well, sure, when you win. Yeah, but but I think like... Like when you get a lottery ticket mm. for Mega Millions or Powerball, right? I disagree with that, and here's why. Yeah. The people that used to come in and buy them 10 at a time, the 20 at a time, a lot of people would sit there and scratch them off right in front of you. And it was almost as if, eh, nope, nope, nope. And they would just write down the line. Like there was almost numb to it and just waiting for the winning ticket. I think the adrenaline rush comes when you're like, wait, timeout. I, you know, yeah, they win. I think they expect to lose, and they hope to hit it big. Yeah, my grandmother used to buy me scratch offs for like my birthday or something. Were you eighteen? Uh, probably. Okay. But I remember, like, I would make a whole part of the afternoon for it. I'd be like, okay, I'd get, my, <laughs> I'd get my penny or quarter. Did you out. have the special penny? Yeah, uh, no, I didn't have a special one, but I, I would try to figure out which coin would give me the best scratch off. Okay. And I would go slow to be like, okay, I've got a, a duck here. If I get two more ducks, I'm gonna be in for something. Ooh, here's a second duck. And then I peel the next one, it'd be like a, 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 a an Oriole or something. Like, right. Ugh. And then you lose. <clears throat> the thing I hate about all that stuff, too, is when they tell you what your odds and chances are. Yeah. It's already determined. It's really just in your in your mind. Because once you scratch it off, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, you really had zero chance. You didn't have a 10%. Thing. You had no chance. Because it was pre-printed. They just put foil over it. <laughs> yeah, that foil that you got to yeah. scratch off. And, and Jerry, you know, scratching them off right in the stars. I've seen a lot of places don't want you to do no, that. No, because it makes the, a mess. Yes. And it <laughs> also clogs stu- up the counter. Yes. But they usually, usually would also buy a pint of vodka or a six-pack of beer, and they were customers as well, so you didn't want to chase them away. But it would drive you nuts because all that residue crap is now on the counter and it would like it would mark up the counter and it, yeah it kind of sticks yeah there's an afternoon a pint of vodka and a couple of scratch offs and a six-pack and a six-pack like, same customer yeah sad very yeah, sad my buddy stevie used to work in a liquor store as well he has said same thing people would come in they would cash their paychecks at the liquor store mm-hmm. and then they would get their scratch offs their liquors and all sorts of spend all their money in the liquor store. I would say the most eye-opening thing for me was we had, you know, we had a, uh, clearly we had a lot of, mm, I don't want to say daily customers, but regular customers, a couple of times a week. The most eye-opening and saddest thing I ever saw, because at the time I was working at a buy right, so there were a bunch of them in the area, so they would kind of do business. If you were short on certain vodkas, we would go pick up others and you know help each other out. And there was one day, I remember I had to go to the one, in, I was in Homedale, I had to go to the one in Hazlitt and Marlboro, one day and then the next day. And I saw the same guy right around the same time in the other two liquor stores, the opposite days that he usually weren't in ours. So kind of spreading it around. So you didn't, I was like, oh man, this guy's doing this every day. Yeah. It was sad. Very, but what do you do? Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible, Jerry. Yeah.
I also see that they're saying the Belmont Stakes could be canceled. If I thought they actually did cancel it. Really? I thought they did. Maybe they didn't. I thought they, I thought it was canceled. Yeah, the Governor uh, Hochul. Hochul? Hochul? Governor Hochul? <laughs> Governor Hochul? Hochul? That's it. Hochul. <laughs> There's an air quality measure, and if it's, uh, if it's above 200 <laughs> in whatever this measurement is, then oh. they, they're not allowed to run the horses. Okay. Oh, there it goes. I, I saw it. Okay, would be canceled. Would be okay. canceled. I actually I think it's going to be fine, though, because yesterday was better than... Yesterday was good. Yesterday than, wasn't terrible. And today's going to be better, and then they still have ones that runs tomorrow or Sunday? Yeah, uh, Saturday. 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 What was it? Was 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, something like that? Mm-hmm. Belmont State. What was interesting about the weather yesterday was I thought it was beautiful going home, and so we wound up having baseball practice. We got to the field. It was fine. Within 10 minutes of being there, it was like this... We got covered in it again. Really? To where we were about to say, all right, guys, let's just... And then it cleared up within... As soon as it rolled in, it rolled out. Very strange. One of the dudes on the White Sox wore a mask, uh, a face mask the whole game. It hit a home run, too. Yeah, how about that? You would think having that mask on would throw them off from hitting. They played 60 games with masks on a couple years ago. Oh. (laughs) Not all the players, but a lot of players wore masks during the pandemic when there were no fans in the stands. There were a lot of players that wore them. You're right. Not all of them, but a lot of them did. I just would have thought you throw a mask on for the first time in the season. You're not covering your eyes. You're going to be thrown off a little bit. This guy hit a home run in Yankee Uh, Stadium. You know what? Once you do it once, you kind of get used to it. Yeah. Like when you put glasses on for the first time, I'm sure it was weird for you. Yeah, very weird. And now you probably don't even think about it. I don't. You get used to everything. That's the way of the world. You get used to everything. That is that is true. Good or bad, we get used uh, yes. to it. Yes, good or bad, that is very true. As humans. Correct. All right, we'll take a break. It's 5.53. Don't start your next story. Save that for the last segment, and then we'll have a Boomer and Geo in here right after that. Right now on Odyssey Sports Minute, Amy Lawrence <laughs> on the Braves and Mets, Eddie. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. I got about a minute left. The guys are standing by. At least one of them is. The other one will be in here soon. What else? I saw Aaron Judge's uh, toe situation. Aaron Judge. Yeah. He said uh, if his toe was feeling good, he'd be out there. Well, so we guess know what? He's got issues with his toe. But what's being weird kind of about it, there's no timeline. No, he'll be with... back by September. <laughs> he better get back before he's that. He's got a toe injury. We got no timeline for Aaron Judge's toe. Or Pete Alonzo's wrist. I'm going to say Aaron Judge will be back the first week of July. Really? Yeah. That's a long time. Well, it's better than September, which I just said 30 seconds Jerry, ago. It's June 9th. I know that. It's three weeks. Wow. That's my guess. I thought that was going to be like, uh, yeah, we'll keep him out of lineup two days. Totally if he's fine. got ligament down, I don't know. I don't know. He's got a sprain. I don't Who's out longer, him or Pete Alonzo? Oh, man, that's a good one. I'm going to say Judge. Yeah, because Pete Alonzo has got no damage. We're not making big money yet. We're not making big Right. <laughs> Get back out there. Plus, he needs to chase that home run record. We need you. Yeah. Oh, they need more than him right now. We need... Uh, Can he pitch? Uh, Pete Alonzo? Throw him out there. What the hell? Maybe maybe he's a hidden uh, Shohei Otani. We're not WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.